1: Two Fox Sports again, where we are live on Main Street. Manny Ung at My Philly Dot real estate agents that get the job done once again. My Philly Dot House, find these fine guys and girls,
2: and really shut down Mike Evans until the end of the game. So I was really impressed, especially with a pretty banged up secondary. I know Blankenship came back, made that big interception, but with a banged up secondary, they completely shut down that team. It was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, anything new with Sean Desai that we're seeing? You know, is there? More blitzing, you know, anything that we
2: can see. So I don't know what they're going to do in the secondary this week, but that was one change the side made with moving Bradbury inside.
1: Talk a little bit more about injuries. Bill Corullo joining us right
2: For Quez, and that's exactly what they got out of Alameda in that game. Two big catches, a big touchdown grab. And one of the things that frustrated me with Quez Watkins was you anticipated his production to drop when they brought in A.J. Brown last year, but you also saw his yards per catch drop significantly. And if he's supposed to be your burner over the
1: top... The blank there. What would you say to that question? You can't say good enough. That's the only caveat. You can't (laughs) say good enough. How has Jalen Hurts performed through three games in your eyes? Fill in the blank.
2: On that offense. But you would consider that 2022 Eagles offense to be dominant. And if you look at the 2023 numbers to date, and you compare them to the 2022 numbers, the Eagles are getting the exact same net result. They're just doing it in a different way. Total yards per game last year. Hundred eighty
1: nine yards a game. I believe Hassan finally just got that cast off, so that could be a huge deal. Where do you stand as far as expectations? Through three games, your thoughts on Hassan had a big season, Sweat had a big season. So I'm not trying to just shine the light on Hassan Reddick, but I am a little taken back by his performance so far this year, and the expectations are through the roof, and... Look, if nitpicking, right? This team's three and zero. Everything's great. Don't get me wrong. Two and one ATS. Some may, maybe three and zero. Some might have had that loss. Who knows? But like the one thing that I hold John
0: Jansen, my co-host, is that like, hey, if they can go out and get a guy that can help you out, encouraged by what you saw from Nolan Smith against Tampa.
2: I was. I'd still like to see him get some more snaps. He really didn't play a lot. They're still giving Derek Barnett more opportunities than they're giving Nolan Smith. But Sean Desai did come out and said to expect a little bit more playing time for Nolan Smith. And I I was, that's probably what's going on, because he is playing a lot of reps on special teams. So I do want to see him get some more reps. He looked a lot better against Tampa, had that big hit on Baker Mayfield. I think what they were trying to do, this is just my gut, is I think they were trying to showcase Derek Barnett a little bit in case somebody would come along and want to make a trade for him. But I'd like to see them giving more opportunities to Nolan Smith because Barnett's not doing much when he's in there.
1: Uh, yeah, and the expectations aren't there for him. Um, let's just break down Jalen Carter for a second and break him down. What I mean by that is just, you know, just be fans and how amazing he is and what he's bringing to the table right now. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Two forced rumbles, getting after the quarterback. Bill, he's getting double teamed, and Fletcher Cox is going one-on-one right next to him. Uh, I know that there are some people out there that are making the case that he's a top three in the game. Definitely defensive player of the year now. Favorite he was plus seven fifty. I think he's under two hundred now to win that award. What have you seen so far? What are you liking? Is there any area of his game that you think he can improve on?
2: To improve? I'm not sure if he can improve anything. I mean, he's doing so <laughs> damn good. I said, yeah. I, I said on my Instagram, I said, look, as Philadelphia Eagles fans, sometimes we tend to overreact and. I don't think we can overreact enough about this guy. He has exceeded every expectation I had for him. and I had high expectations when they drafted him out of Georgia. He's, he's putting up numbers similar to Micah Parsons, who's talked about as the Defensive Player of the Year. T.J. Watt, another guy who's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. And Carter's doing it not only as a rookie, but getting less than 50% of the snaps on defense. It's unbelievable what he is doing three games into his rookie season. I'm too young to remember Jerome Brown. So Jalen Carter is by far the best Eagles rookie I've ever seen.
1: It's hard to argue, Bill. It really is. What Very hard like I said, that was crazy to see him getting double teamed and Fletcher Cox of all people. One-on-one, and, of course, he made the most of it. It's exciting, and it's a great draft pick. And thank you to the other – I know we selected him ninth. There were two other te- – there was one team yeah. that had two picks, right? It was the Texans. So the, the seven yeah. other te- teams. The
0: Texans, Texans ended up doing pretty seven, good. Yeah, they did. Seven teams. <laughs> thank
1: you for allowing Jalen Carter to, to I mean,
0: C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson have both Giant. helped them do pretty well early yeah. on.
2: But, I, I mean, the, you, the uh, other – Go ahead. Have you guys seen – there's a video circulating on social media of the Chicago Bears – Celebrating their trade to the Philadelphia yes. Eagles. I think they picked yes. up a fourth round draft pick and they yes. cast up on maybe the best defensive player we're going to see for the next 10 years.
1: Absolutely love it. Yeah, those, those webcams are going to get a lot of teams in trouble. You know, when you get the pick right, it looks really good for years to come, but the Chicago Bears
0: are in a world of trouble right now. And uh, that popped up on the timeline. I'm like, oh, Carter on the inside, you know, the young guys, they're, they're doing well, but Fletcher Cox looked toast. A year ago, before last year, obviously. Last year he played really well, but before last year, he looked cooked, done. And now this is a year and three weeks now that he has been excellent for them. Like I think he's looked very good. How impressed are you by this late-stage Fletcher Cox, not just on the field, but off of it with being able to, to help mentor guys like Carter and Davis? Because I think, I think that part of the story is, is big as well.
2: Absolutely, Jansen. I was happy they brought him back because he did have a good year last year, and he does provide a lot of good veteran leadership. But it's almost like he's a little bit motivated with these young guys coming in saying, hey, I'm still that guy. I'm still Fletcher Cox, and he's playing like it. He's probably getting more snaps than most of the guys along that front, but he's playing very, very well. If you look at pro football focus, not that they're the Bible, but they do a good job of grading these guys. The Eagles have three defensive tackles in the top 25. Fletcher Cox is graded as number 19. Jordan Davis is graded as number 13. And Jalen Carter is graded the number one defensive tackle by pro football focus. Not just amongst rookies. Every single D tackle in the league, they got him graded above Chris Jones, Javon Hargrave, Aaron Donald. So I think Fletcher Cox is motivated saying, hey, look, these guys, they think they're passing me. I still got some left in the tank. All
1: right, Bill. Couple. Uh, I want to hit you on some other ones on the way out, but let's get your prediction. Where do you stand on Sunday? Of course, the enemy coming to town. Commander, Sam Howell, we've watched a few games. I'm sure a lot of people paid attention to game one against Arizona more than anything because from the survivor standpoint. Nine-point spread, where are we going? What's your uh, final number for Sunday's game against the Birds?
2: So I have them covering this week. I think that you look at everything that this Commanders team has and the Eagles match up really well. We know we can run the ball on anybody and the Commanders defense is not very good against the run number 22 in the league, giving up 129 yards on the ground. So I think the Eagles are going to be able to put up a lot of points and that offense just turns the ball over so much and the Eagles have been real opportunistic on defense, forcing turnovers. So I got this as a 30 to 16 win. Eagles are averaging 28 points a game. Commanders are giving up 28 points a game. So I think 30 points is very realistic, and they hold them to 16. They only give up one touchdown. The rest will be field goals. All right.
1: Bill Colarulo, Legal Hands to the Face podcast. Make sure you get it wherever your podcasts are available at. Great job on socials, quick videos, live stream, all of that. All things Eagles coming your way once again. Bill Colarulo, Legal Hands to the Face. One NFL, one Ryder Cup because I know you're a golf guy. NFL, last night, Detroit Lions... I'm not making the case that this team can win a Super Bowl, but I do believe what we're seeing right now and the short sample size, I'm impressed. Dan Campbell's got himself a, a formula for success defensively, really impressed me last night. Jared Goff with the offense, play calling, good skill position players. What's the ceiling in your mind three games into the regular season for the Detroit Lions, don't get me wrong, but what's the ceiling for you for the Lions this year?
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I I was watching the game last night, and I was saying to myself, they reminded me a little bit of the 2017 Eagles, where they're coming out, they're playing really well, their quarterback's playing well. I think Jared Goff is an extremely underrated quarterback. And Campbell, he's got that team fired up. Obviously, it comes down to staying healthy, but they have a good defense, some real playmakers on offense. That Amon Ross St. Brown, it almost seems like he came out of nowhere a couple years ago, but he is a really good wide receiver. And Reynolds just has such good chemistry with Jared Goff going back to their L.A. Rams days. So that is a good team, and that's one that you have to worry about. Everyone's talking about the Eagles and the Niners, but don't rule out the Detroit Lions.
1: I like it. Well said. Bill, final question. the hell is going on over there in Italy? Good grief. It is a beat down. I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I was like, well, I guess I can go right back to bed. Any expectations tomorrow for, for the Americans to make this interesting as they are now down, I think six and a half to one and a half. I'm not mistaken. It is a bloodbath going into it. The Euros were even money. I got them last week at plus 125. I won't lie. It's not, not personal America. I love you. It's just business, but right now they're minus 550 to win it. Any thoughts on the bloodbath that is the Ryder Cup?
2: Unfortunately, I don't see U.S. being able to come back. And, and I don't understand how you roll out day one without Brooks Kepka in your lineup with how good he is in match play. And it's the worst start the U.S. has had in 44 years. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like this team going in that they put together. And unfortunately, it's all kind of coming to fruition here that they just weren't ready, too much inexperience. And man, Europe looks like they, they were lights out. They couldn't miss.
1: Yeah, they're draining Eagles, and it's like, you know, you had Scheffler and, and Brooks played really well with birdies in like eight of their final holes. Or it, I don't forget what it was. John Rahm, back-to-back Eagles. It was crazy. It's just it's not in the cards for Team USA uh, this year in the Ryder Cup, unfortunately. So hopefully they'll get back to their drawing board, and when it comes back to the state's Beth. Page Black, I believe, is the next Ryder Cup host. That's it's pretty intense. That's going to be pretty cool to see, but uh, we'll see how this one plays out this weekend. A lot of fun though, checking it out. Unfortunately, we we're on the wrong side of it, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Bill, well, you're on the right side, you- right?
2: You got, you got your money in <laughs> yeah, the right
1: spot. Yeah, I'm trying not to rub that <laughs> in the face, you know. But and it doesn't really feel that bad when I'm not watching it that and you know like intently because it's on at four o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, whatever. Um, Bill, excellent stuff as usual. Once again, Legal Hands to the Face, where we can find you. Plug your socials, man, please, because I forgot what exactly it was. are you on an Instagram?
2: Instagram, Legal Hands to the Face. I also have Bill Calarulo, which is general Philadelphia sports talk. But Legal Hands to the Face for everything Eagles. And on Twitter, you can get me at Bill Calarulo.
1: Boom, my man. Always a pleasure, Bill. Enjoy the weekend. Go, Birds. And we'll catch up next week, break it all down, hopefully talking about a victory over D.C. Always great to get you on, sir.
2: Good to talk to you, boys. Have a good
1: weekend. Excellent. There he is once again on the Gambler Hotline. Bill Colarua, legal hands to the face. He's a former lawyer. I don't know if he still practices. I don't, a lot I don't, of
0: former lawyers on the station. Not former. The other one, uh, Gerald's not a former. He's yeah.
1: still. And I'm sure Bill still is involved. Practices? Practice, yeah. You know. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. I try not to deal with
0: lawyers, all right? That's, that's... I haven't. Luckily, I haven't either. All
1: good. Colin, you deal with a lot of lawyers because of buying and and selling and and real estate, correct? No? We're not a lawyer state. We're not a lawyer state. For for real estate. Okay.
0: New (laughs) York, like like they use lawyers. Jersey, they use lawyers in all
1: their deals. Huh. Get out, really? Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, less is more when you're buying a house. All right, even more of a reason to buy a house in Philadelphia slash Pennsylvania and use the great folks over here at My Philly dot House. We are live on Main Street Maniac at five o'clock. We'll have Mark Henry Jr. I'm going to set the I'm going to set the stage for Mark Henry Jr. who I love. I love Mark. He's one of ours. He's he's been with us. He he drives in, does a show every Saturday. It's the Tough Cover Show, 11 to 1. He is, by far, so passionate, and he stirs it up in the timeline. I love Mark Henry, But at 5 o'clock, if his phone cuts out, that's it. That's the end? That's it. It's, 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 it's either live in studio, or he's going to have to buy a walkie-talkie, or, or we're going to have to do oh. it
0: on the internet. Get him a landline. Oh, the internet's good, internet, too. Yeah, like, internet can work. He's
1: going to try the cell at 5 o'clock. If it does not work, it's it. it's no a heck
0: of a tease for Mark.
1: No more Mark yeah. Henry Jr. on the cell. He will be Mark Henry Jr. on Zoom. He will be Mark Henry Jr. on Nextel. He'll be Mark Henry Jr. in studio. He oh, will I miss not Nextel. be on the cell.
0: The walkie-talkies, did you have that? I had the, yeah, I had the walkie-talkies. And did, I will not I give before. you guys a tell uh, backstage when I call him. I will nice. let you decide <laughs> if, it's, if it's on-air worthy. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh my goodness! Last time I tapped out, I was just like, I can't do it anymore. It's Let's get it. back
0: to landlines. Last time we had him on, do you remember? We were in Vegas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I go. That's it. I don't I'm remember done. much from Vegas, but I think I remember that. I can't do it anymore. Can't do it. I think. Right, uh, e- uh, e- yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is what, Eagles.
1: And that's why, <laughs> like that's. <literally, laughs> <it's an laughs> eye, <dude. laughs> Let's get out of here. Hey, coming up on the other side, let's get on over to the NFL card, all right? We already just teed up a few games there as far as Sunday is concerned. Let's carry that on. And I want to tease the props. Yes, it's the story that's not going anywhere. And, you know, look, I think there's something that we can go back in time and look at. Everybody was all infatuated with Tim Tebow and the ratings and how much he drove as far as engagement is concerned. I thought we learned our lesson from that to a point. Look, it's way too early to say that's even comparable with this Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. But you got people that are in the producer's chair for Sunday Night Football. And if the Jets are getting stomped, you want to keep people in the couch
0: watching the game? you It's going to sh- turn into a Taylor Swift broadcast. It yeah. should be split screen. They're probably going to have a, a Taylor Swift or an entertainment expert that is going to be there. Well, on the sideline, on Taylor Watch, should, the same way that they had Jay Feely doing like kicker kick. Watch on the sideline. Ridiculous. They're going to have an entertainment person doing Taylor Watch.
1: Also, Bill Corullo said, "Watch out for the Detroit Lions." Great take by him there. Uh, and I apologize; they played four games. That's right; they just played. They're now three and one. It's nah, the daily ticket. The we are live on Main Street, Maniac.
0: Let's My not go too far with the Lions. Philly, Let's relax about the Lions. It's Jared Goff. It's Dan Campbell. It's drafting a running back with the. I need to pick. go
1: check your tweets out. What did you say negative about Dan Campbell? When he got hired, or some of the takes that
0: he had. I'm sure you did too. I never did I say a bad oh, word about Dan actually, Campbell. Actually, you with Nick Sirianni, you are worse than Sirianni. Hey, you were hey, hey, wor- hey. you were all over Sirianni after the press conference. I don't think I ever tweeted it. No, just... uh, no, no, no. You said it on the air. You said it literally as after it happened. On the Daily Ticket.
1: It was Vegas. It was when they got smashed by Las Vegas, and I lost my mind. I said, I'm done with this experiment. This guy is a fish out of water. I can't believe he's the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I did say it, but I didn't tweet it. There's a difference, I haven't said much about Dan Campbell. All right. Daily Ticket coming up. I actually said Dan Campbell is so bad a coach that should actually be one and done. That was October 31st of 2021. See? See? (laughs) We got to dig the tweets. That's what we got to do. We got to dig in the crates for Jansen's
1: takes. It's a Daily Ticket. We're live at myphilly.house on Main Street at Manny Young. Don't go anywhere more after this.